This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In the air to left field. Going back on it. It is gone! Kevin Franzen sends everybody home! Ball coming, coming down! down. What up and welcome to the inaugural episode, maybe the introductory, no, 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 let's go the first, maybe better yet, the original episode of Balls In, coming down. I'm your host, Kevin Franzen, and I am a radio broadcaster for the Philadelphia Phillies, the color analyst, the third wheel, as I like to call it, with Scott Fransky and Larry Anderson, and we started this thinking about what I could do just to, you know, with all my energy and not doing every game, how can I fulfill that time? And, well, let's do a podcast. So let's make a podcast, let's make a name, and call it Balls In Coming Down. And I find it to be one of my favorite lines in baseball for me. And it goes all the way back to Little League. So if, if you think about the catcher, like, lifting, having to lift up the one-piece, you know, helmet and attached to it the the face mask and lifting it up and yelling balls in coming down and and everyone kind of would okay yeah it's time to go well it's time to go season's about ready to start and i thought why not let's do it let's go balls in coming down let's start this out and let's have some fun so why not let's have some fun well this podcast is going to be covering a lot of things and and obviously the Phillies are going to be number one Uh, more than anything I am lucky to be associated with the the Philadelphia Philly franchise and having an opportunity to be able to call games and sit beside an an awesome broadcast team and and, you know play-by-play guy and Scott Fransky um, and the great Larry Anderson like I I laugh because I I just I say his name and I start laughing. He just makes me laugh. He makes me have a good time. So uh, I'm going to get into that at some point of, of being, you know, a part of the team and, and also kind of taking on what L.A. Is, has laid out in front of you. And it, it, it's it's tough, but it's also fun because, I mean, he's a legend. Who doesn't love Larry? Seriously. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to go around MLB here and there. It's not going to be everyday episodes we're not going to do that maybe three times a week but yeah so we'll go around mlb what's hot around mlb maybe what's cold i mean i was cold all the time so i'm not gonna lie we could talk about all the cold stuff uh i i think one of the main things for myself early on especially is talking about the nl east and and how epic this could be with four teams four of the five teams being legitimately playoff contenders not just saying, oh, yeah, they have a chance. Every team, when it comes to the Mets, when it comes to the Braves, when it comes to the Nationals, when it comes to the Phillies, all have a legit opportunity to make the playoffs and, and do something with it. So I, I think we're going to do a lot about that with the NL East talk. Look, I like food. 
I'm going to be on the road all year. So I might talk about, hey, I had this unbelievable meal. 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 Same thing. And, you know, my first trip's in, in Miami. And so definitely going to hit up Beer and Burger Spot because it's a legit place. It's the first time I ever had a fried Oreo. If you've never had a fried Oreo, try it yourself. Blows your mind. It'll blow your mind. Um, we're going to do big series previews and breakdowns, interviews with current and former Phillies players. Maybe not just like, you know, we could do some, I don't know, big leaguers around the league. That might be fun. But it still doesn't have the Phillies aspect to it. So we're going to stick with the, the current former players. And, and if you stay tuned later on today, I got a, a pretty sweet one for you. And uh, I, may, I might tease it. Might let you wonder throughout the entire episode, who is who's this interview? Who's it going to be with? Well, let's just say he's a Philly legend. Well, you know, so the other thing, too, is you, the fan. You, I, I want you to interact with me. I want, whether it's tweeting questions, emailing, I don't know, we could figure out a way to phone call this thing into, we can give you the number of the Phillies. How about that? You can call the Phillies and you can leave a message. Maybe they'll give it to me. I have no idea. But fans can tweet questions to at balls coming down and at Kevin Franzen. I think that'd be a good way to do it, either or. I might check it. I might not. But, look, let's get interactive. Let's have some fun. Maybe tell me a story about balls in coming down. I don't know. Like, if you're in Little League, if something happened that was funny, why not tell it to me? I'm in. But not having that, I want you, the fans, to look at this and look at me and try to learn about me as well throughout this whole time. I'm a West Coaster. And a lot of my, not a lot, all my ties are here on the West Coast. But there's something about Philadelphia that I fell in love with. I'm going to get into that. It's a special time for me uh, being able to, you know, cover a team that I feel not only is on the rise, but not only on the rise, but on, a, on, on the level of being a model team where they have guys on the team that you want to follow. You want to get behind. There's superstars, there's good players, and there's great players. There's not a lot of bad people, maybe not even one. So I, I'm looking at this going, I want you to follow the journey with me this year especially. Um, and if, it, if it's successful, why not? We'll go for season two. But let's start, let's start right here in the moment, right here. Um, and also, the last one I was thinking about doing, this day in Philly's history. And I feel like there's so many days – that we can reminisce about. I can learn about even, you know, about the, the later years or the earlier years, later years, all that stuff. Uh, that will help me as a broadcaster as much as I know uh, I feel like I've studied up on and, and really in, and tried to capture a lot of what the Phillies history is all about. Talking to so many guys and, and players and managers and being able to, to live through some of the fans, I, I think that's important. So this day in Phillies history I think is going to be a fun one. It's not going to be all the time, maybe every other week. But one of those things, it could, it could be good. Could be, could be terrible. I don't know. This whole podcast could be terrible. But I don't. No, I take that back. It's not going to be terrible. But look, let's come back. Uh, take a little break right now, and we're gonna talk about opening day. Just around the corner. I think that uh, we should be talking. Come back right after this. You can picture Chase Utley's swing and picture Chase Utley's throw. 
Now picture him as a Philly forever at the Toyota Chase Utley Retirement Night with a special pregame ceremony Friday, June 21st against the Marlins. Order at phillies.com. Welcome back to Balls In Coming Down. I'm your host, Kevin Franzen. And again, on our original episode of this podcast, we're we're talking about opening day a little bit and, and how excited. It's just right here. Tomorrow is opening day. Okay, at the be- beginning of this offseason, you-, you thought about it, and you're going, that was the most painful September I've had to go through, right? I mean, as a Phillies fan, as as a broadcaster, it's painful because, A, number one, for myself, I'm thinking about how hard these guys grinded all year uh, to get to the spot where Matt Clintac and the entire management thought and, and gave them an opportunity of adding players uh, to make that push. And to see, you know, things not fall the right way and, and just, you know, late claps after late claps and, and, and some fundamental things, it was tough. It was hard. You get behind it, you're going, I, damn it, I want this. And I want this for the guys. And, and so I think when I got into the offseason, you know, there was the obvious choices of Manny and Bryce. Right? I mean, we're all going to say, oh, we wanted Bryce the whole time. We wanted everyone. We wanted anyone. We want anyone to make this team better. Um, and so we get to opening day tomorrow, and you think about it. Bryce Harper, number three, chose Philadelphia. It is opening day, and Bryce is in that lineup. I mean, like, just step back for a second and just – but the one thing that we do, and, and I feel like – because Bryce's is star power is so great, we lose track of a, a couple certain things that this team did this offseason. Andrew McCutcheon, good signing. Gene Segura, hell of a signing. David Robertson, awesome. And then you get the trade. And I feel like this trade right here throughout entire Major League Baseball after Bryce signed was not talked about enough because this guy, this player, JT Real Muto, brings something to the table that I do not, and I've said I do not want to put it on him that he is Chase Utley, but the way he goes about his business and the way I've watched and witnessed, tried to see as much as I could as far as preparation for a game and talking to you know pitching coach Chris Young and, and, and Gabe Kapler and just teammates about him I'm going this dude is Chase but I'm gonna hold back because I don't want to put that on him because Chase is a legend we all know that but I, I I think more than anything you you look at opening day and you see JT Real Muto that is your catcher and you're going my god we got better we are a hell of a lot better but it, it just surrounding each other with more athletic players more versatile players I I, I just this team is this team has the makings on paper of being special. And then you add in, in the Bryce Harper and <laughs> we, we could go on and on. I mean, it, it, it's special. But look, it's opening day. It's a national holiday in my mind. I don't understand why we don't have a national holiday for opening day. You could say, oh, football. Oh, the NBA. I don't care. I really don't. I love all those sports. There's no greater opening day than Major League Baseball. And so the excitement, the buzz, I mean, 
I'm going to say the last week in, in, in Clearwater, the anxiousness, right? Everyone was so anxious to get the season started. And, I mean, I was caught up in it. I'm going, I just can't wait. I, I, even though I'm not going to be in Philadelphia until, I think, the Mets series in April, I, I'm thinking, I cannot wait for that energy. That the, the, the true energy that I got to experience a little bit of in 12 when we were still in it. Um, but I definitely got to experience it in 06, 07 as a, as a visiting player. Um, and the reason why I fell in love with Philadelphia. But enough about me on that one, okay? That was already enough about talking about me. So have you bought into the feeling? You as a Phillies fan, have you bought into the feeling? of being all in or as we got to see a little bit last year, it was a very cautious fan. I feel like, am I wrong? I don't know. It's just one of those perspectives I had. It was like, I want to believe in you guys, but I can't fully commit. We just had the Eagles win, which by the way, was pretty awesome. If you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, So yeah, we're still riding a high with that, but I don't know if I can completely jump in on this team but you know what philly fans you proved to me after bryce signed you jumped in and i i said the other you know and i'll i'll, I'll probably say again uh but it's like in anchorman when will ferrell <laughs> gives his speech on the diving board and then he's like cannonball that's what it feels like what the philly fans did and to me, as a broadcaster, as a baseball fan, that was so awesome just to see the, the numbers rise, right? I mean, you get the numbers rising as far as ticket sales, and then you get the the jersey sales for Bryce, for JT's jerseys, for Andrew's jerseys, for Gene Segura's numbers. Oh, by the way, we haven't even talked about Reese Hoskins. Oh, we haven't even talked about Aaron Nola and all that stuff. But we will. Because we have a lot of time in all these podcasts to talk about it. But it, it for me, I'm looking at this going, you guys jumped in. I love it. And I just hope that the team reciprocates that. And when I mean by reciprocating, it isn't just to- solely on wins. You you want that Philadelphia way, and that's to play hard and, and, and show a passion for this game. And I hope they embrace being in the expectation level that no one's been on since what the 11 team since what the big four in, in in starting pitchers so i i'm looking at this going damn this is gonna be fun and if it's not fun for you as a fan whew, man i don't know but i go back on like on opening day right and and there's so many memories and i you know was fortunate enough to play with a, a, a few teams on opening days um being able to walk through Ashburn Alley, walking down the stairs in center field, through the fans, and, oh, man, it gives me goosebumps. And it's because there is a closeness between the player and the fan. There is a closeness between the Philadelphia Phillies players and the Philadelphia Phillies fans. And I feel like I have a pretty good perspective on what it's what it's like to – watch from afar right I mean you got Chase Jimmy Ryan Doc 
Cliff Lee, Cole Hamill. I mean, I, I'm missing out on all these guys because why? Uh, other guys because why? Because there there's so many of them. But you watch them walk through, and they're rock stars in, in the whole city. I got to see that. I was like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. You know, I felt like a fan as we were walking through those alleys. And maybe maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe I should have acted like I belonged. Like, oh, yeah, it's totally like you're here to see me. No, I knew you guys weren't there to see me. I was there to see them too, you know. I, I, I was fortunate enough to get paid for it, not have to pay, you know, to, to, to go watch them perform. So, it, one of those things that, that will always stick in my mind is, is opening day and, and walking out Ashburn Alley and, and down the steps and, and through center field. And, you know, it's going to be fun to see this team doing it and then doing what Gabe said, standing shoulder to shoulder. I, I think it's, it's, it's a phenomenal thing to think about as far as opening day and standing shoulder to shoulder with the same goals. And everyone starts 0-0. You're going against the defending NL East champs who, in, in my mind, are still the favorites because, look, you're not the favorite until you beat the favorite, until you win the division. And so it's going to be a fun year. They got a chase, right? I mean, that that's going to be, I, I, I think, something that we all hope, we all expect is them to chase all summer or maybe even pull ahead during the summer. But – this whole entire NL East is going to be incredible, and, you know, it starts out with the Braves. It starts out against Julio Tehran tomorrow, and I think that's something that we need to talk about. I mean, I am I am more than excited that the Braves are the team that come in. You know, with all the moves that the Mets made, with all the moves that the Nationals made, with all the moves that the Phillies made, um... By the way, the Braves just sent down, optioned down Adam Duvall, former teammate with uh, Sacramento Rivercats, by the way. Um, Good shout-out right there. Uh, An all-star, a gold glove winner down in AAA. Hmm. Why is that? Oh, because they're loaded. They got Josh Donaldson, former MVP. If he stays healthy, Josh Donaldson and Freddie Freeman, who is one of the best hitters in the league, hands down – you're you're not even talking about Acuna and Albies and and I mean you could just go on and on with them. It's going the the amount of talent that they have. So to be the best, you got to beat the best. And for me, I I I think there's no better way to to start out a season than to play the Braves and a team that gave you a lot of heartache last year. A, a team that I I I guess could be you know we could talk about how some of the mistakes, the biggest mistakes were against them and, and trying to battle through them and, and, and go through that. So Mike Fultonavich is out, and we know how good he has been and, and with his shoulder injury, elbow injury um, in years past and, and now things flaring up again, he's not going to have the opening day start. Julio Teheran, Bryce Wilson, Brandon Wright. I mean, you're looking at – a 23-year-old, a 27-year-old who's been in the league, it seems like, 12 years. I mean, Julio Teheran's been around forever. Um, and a 21-year-old. So they get the starts in Philadelphia. They get to experience what I feel like is going to be a frenzied crowd, and not only a frenzied crowd, but like someone with expectation, a true belief in their team. So let's, you know, more than anything, break it down real quick. Opening day starter Julio Teheran 
Um, the 28-year-old, I take that back. He's a 28-year-old Colombian. Look, I don't know about you guys, but he's had 22 games started. He's 9-6, and six, 138 innings pitched against the Phillies in his lifetime. He's only pitched nine times of the 22 starts, nine games at Citizens Bank Park. And I, I'm trying to think, I don't think he's ever started there when there's an electric crowd. I don't think he's ever been scared there. He's only given up five homers. He's 6-2 and two with a 3-1-1 ERA. Well, might I add a few things in here, Mr. Tehran? Yes, I think I will. The opening day lineup, if you were to look at it and say McCutcheon, Segura, Harper, Reese, Rio Muto, Herrera, Cesar Hernandez, and Mike Franco. okay? You're going to say that. Those are your eight. They're combined 65 for 217. That's a uh, cool 300 average. 300 average off of Julio Tehran, the starter. 13 doubles, 18 homers, 43 RBIs. Now, a lot of that damage is done by Bryce, who, ah, eh, cool, 18 for 40, three doubles, eight homers, 19 RBIs against one pitcher. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's like my entire career right there. Uh, it to you know for for Bryce, I I, I couldn't even go into how comforting it's got to feel. You're going up against a guy you own you you have more ownage against um, for your city that you signed this enormous contract where everyone's going to have the expectations like you got to do this, you got to do that. Uh, I don't think so. I I, I think. This is like as comforting of a situation for for Bryce that you could have. But just think about that. You have guys in this lineup that have 18, 19, 40, 13, 25, 34, 33, 35 at-bats against Julio Teheran. Reese Hoskins is pulling up the rear of the 13, but he's 5 for 13 with three doubles. Um, Yeah, that's good. Uh, But like I said, there has been a comfort issue for Julio Teheran in Atlanta. And I think when you look at Julio and, and you see what the Braves have had in the past, I, I mean, this is going to be a fun one. This is absolutely going to be a blast to watch. And, and I feel like what we're seeing with these two teams in, in games one, two, and three, and then, oh, by the way, you know, Washington's up next. Huh, you know, that, it's not the easiest way to do it. But how else would you want to find out and, and see if your team – is really ready for, you know, the the upcoming battles, right? Just to face two of the favorites in the division. So, with the Braves coming into town, with the lineup that they have, being uh, it's the the insane amount of talent that the Braves have. Their their bullpen's great. Um, we know that they have a lot of hard throwers. They have a lot of different looks that they they can give. Um, it's going to be a fun one, but it's also going to be I just just enjoy it. The first month is one that you just try to enjoy. Hopefully, you know, they play to a level where you know you're not trying to play catch up the entire rest of the year. But it's a it's a time where you could just sit back and just say, like, all right, what do we got here? You know, spring training is one thing, but it, like spring training these days doesn't really show a lot. Guys aren't playing that much. They really aren't. So I'm looking at this going. I can't wait. Tomorrow can't come soon enough. 
And I'm not even on the damn call. I will be listening because I better get a shout-out from Scott Fransky or Larry Anderson. I don't care. One of them. One of them's got to say something. Uh, but I am fired up. I'm fired up to be a part of this organization. I'm fired up to be a part of this team because I feel like we have to live through this. We're a part of it, right? If you're a Phillies fan, you feel a part of it. Doesn't mean you're on the team, but you feel a part of it. So, yeah, this is our team right here. And I'm more than excited to do that. But even better yet, I'm more excited to talk to our next person. Okay? Our next person played one position in this organization for a long time. Who it is? You'll find out. Coming up next on Balls In. Coming down. Episode 1. The original. You remember Jimmy Rollins' speed. You remember his smile. Now remember him as a Philly forever at the Coca-Cola Jimmy Rollins Retirement Night with a special pregame ceremony Saturday, May 4th against the Nationals. Order at phillies.com. Welcome to the very first episode of Balls In! Coming down! Here on phillies.com. I think the best thing about this is I got the best. Right here in front of me. Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy? How are you? I'm good, Kev San Fran. They, they, they don't know about that, the, the Kev San Fran part. I'm good, bro. Good seeing you. You look good as usual. Slick back hair, little after five beard going on. Well, you know, I mean, you got to cover up some of the fat. I don't have a good, like, chin, right? I don't have the Tom Brady chin, so, so I got to, like, cover it up. you have a face for radio. Face for radio. There it is. For sure. The or podcast. Is, the, the, the voice is sexy. I appreciate that. Yes, I've been sir. trying. I've been trying. Uh, you know, it, for for fans that are you know getting into the season, I think they know that you've been around, uh, but they don't know exactly your title. And special assistant to the GM, Jimmy Rollins, would that be correct? You know what? That that's a very good question. Or is I'm, it the I'm, ambassador? It's 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 a little bit of everything. Obviously, you know, I, I stay as far away from the baseball ops as possible. Um, I will give my opinion if they ask. And if Gabe comes up and wants me to talk to a guy, I'll go do that. If they want me to go work with a guy, I'll go do that. Obviously, I'll be meeting up with uh, sweet holders, I guess, and sponsors and just kind of reintroducing myself into the Philly area. It's been a while. I didn't realize it's been almost five years since I put on this uniform before this spring. So uh, I guess my job is just floating around and charming and smiling. You've never done that, though. You've never been charming or smiling. <laughs> I mean, so this is going to be like a new new gig for you. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know. Take pictures yeah, with kids, yeah, do well, all that stuff. Like, hey, I don't. I don't know. I'm going to handle all those <laughs> all, all those happy people. Well, I mean, let's say let's, for all the years that you spent here in Philly, and even in an organization from when you were what 17 years 17, old. 17. Yeah. Coming from Oakland, you know, me coming from San Jose, you know, the, the main streets of NorCal. You know. Uh, to, to now and putting on the pinstripes for you like what was that like for spring i mean like you said it's been a few years but i mean it's got to be different right it is um i got my first taste last year with the team down in miami and you know i left in 2014 and we talked about it last spring training coming on and just me in an advisory role and things of that nature 
and the team was in it, and I put on a uniform down in Miami, and I was, it was kind of weird, and I just wanted to kind of just walk, it was like a rookie, yeah. I wanted to walk in and kind of just, like, you know I'm there, but I kind of disappear, you know, I didn't want to interfere with anything that was already going on, just come in and see the team, and, you know, maybe talk to one or two guys, but it was it was different being on this side, because you feel like you're an insider until you get in that clubhouse and it's like, I'm not on this team anymore. No. There's I, I can have an influence, maybe, but that's not my job. I'm literally here just to watch and observe. And that is it. And of course, you know, there are a couple guys in there that I've known and I've played against, but it was different. It was different. And it was surreal like am I supposed to be in here (laughs) like maybe I should come in right as they're going out the stretch so I don't bother anything but um this spring training I feel a lot better and that in that role it is different being back there with my former managers and how they talk about players and what's going on and asking questions on what are they looking for this time of spring training so I've learned a lot about the way they think but I've also learned that I actually enjoy this rather than trying to be involved in every day-to-day stuff. Just picking and choosing and, you know, having – you can set real relationships with players because you're not the front office. You know, you're still that – You're not answering it. Yes, exactly. They they don't quite know how to take you yet. I'm still young enough. I'm still small enough. And being short helps. You know, I'm still everybody's (laughs) little brother no matter how old I get. Uh, But – they know I'm not front office, so we can still have that cool relationship, almost like a player, uh, a, I guess a player-coach type, no type relationship. Well, I, I just find it funny because here you are a legend. Like in Philadelphia, you are a legend. With the Phillies, you're a legend. That's, when it comes down, Those are strong words, Kev. No, but you are, though. Thank you, bro. And, and, and everything that you've not only done on the field, off the field, but for this franchise, and, and for you to feel like that, it, 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 it's surreal because, look, on the media side, I sit here and I was a nobody, right? I mean, I was a uh-huh. uh, no. Okay, I was but, but but the way gotcha. I look at it, I don't carry myself like that. But going into a locker room, I'm like, okay, man, sorry, I I didn't right. want to interrupt, you know, because I'm like, I don't know what to do, right, right. And to hear that from you, someone that it's damn MVP, a, a World Series champion, you know, and and you're getting into this and you're going, I don't know, I don't know. That's so surreal for me to hear. You know, it's it's. You know, no one, you know, wants to walk in like, this is my team. Yeah. Because it's not. This is my organization. Because it's not. I no longer wear that uniform. I'm not going to walk in, you know, with this air about myself, like, bow down to me. That's never never been me. (laughs) You know, so – and we know what it's like to have the older guys. We we know what it's like to have former players come in a clubhouse and walk in, you know, like they own it. And not that you feel like, okay, where's the line? It's just, you know, we know that you can probably own this clubhouse, but let us as a team don that upon you. Absolutely. You know, don't come in and demand it or think you have it. Come in, make your way, then let us put you, you know, in this light that you could come in and sit down at this table and hang out with us. Because regardless of my history, this is not my team. This is not my clubhouse. I don't want to interfere with anything they have going on. Do you ever look at it and go like, past experiences seeing media guys that you loved or whatever and they they come in and they vanish right yeah it's almost like you observe to the point where you're going i want i want i'm gonna be that like you go into a locker room clubhouse whatever it is and you're just like okay i'm gonna be seen real quick and And, and be out be out and be out and that's i go in there and i'm I'm loving it because like jake arietta will come out and (laughs) 
he'll rip on one of the pitchers, and I go, I got my fix. Right, right. I'm good. Right, right. Because that's the one thing I miss about the clubhouse is just the wit, the guys getting on each other, mm-hmm. just the, the, the camaraderie. And part mm-hmm. of the camaraderie is, you know, talking a lot of S. And, and you have to. <laughs> and, and that's – and that's it's, I've always said it's, it's really a family relationship. We can talk about each other to death. Yep. And it's not personal. Mm-hmm. You know, we get it. But an outsider comes in and does that. No. It's on. <laughs> like, nah, like, nah, you, bro, what are, you, what are you doing? You can't do that. Yeah. You know, you see us doing it. That doesn't mean you're not in this inner circle. You're not part of this circle of trust. We don't know you. You're an outsider. But that helped us. And in our years when we were winning, oh, we always said we were the worst to one another. Mm-hmm. But we knew when that bell rang. We had each other's back. That's the best part. See, and I'm glad you brought that up because finally, for for the first time since maybe, I mean, you could go back to 2012, but there's expectations on this team, yes. right? And and you've been a part of this thing when you guys were starting it out, right? And, yep. In 06-ish. Yep. but around there. And then 07 comes along, and we know the Jimmy, the Jimmy call on the whole <laughs> thing. But 08, obviously, and then the World Series run again in, in 09, and expectations continue to grow and grow and grow. Now you see this team, and the expectations that these guys have put on themselves is high yeah. in, in, in the outside world. Mm-hmm. What's your advice to these guys? To live up to it. And uh, that makes what do you mean? Live up to everything they think you should be. They always say you're never as good as they say you are, and you're never as bad as they say you are. But you should want those expectations. No one wants to go into a season with the expectation that, 162, I'm already planning my off-season trips. <laughs> no one wants to do that. You know what? They think we're a playoff team. It's up to us to show them why they should believe that. Every single day when we come out on that field, that other team, they know we're better than you. But yet and still, we have to go and prove that day in and day out. So take that in. Absorb that. Live that up. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Don't necessarily read or listen to everything they say, but you know what the expectations are. You should have that of yourself. That shouldn't have to come from outside. You should have that of yourself. So I want to live up to those expectations. No one's going to go 162-0. So let's just get that out the way right now. You know, Don't expect them to be perfect. The nation expect themselves to be perfect in there. But we expect to be good. Mm-hmm. We expect to win. We expect to get that respect from that other team. We expect them to know every day they come out there, they got to pack a lunch because they're playing the Phillies, and they know what we're coming with. Live up to those expectations, and at the end of the year, you will find yourself in a position of getting to the playoffs and hopefully getting to the World Series and winning it. We, I don't know if you remember this. In 13, we had a uh, – was it 12 or 13? Yeah, it was 13. And we had a team meeting, and we were talking about the expectation to win. And at the same time, there's a little bit of we have to want to win, win. Mm-hmm. and the want and expectation have got to combine. Yep. And I feel like these guys have that want, that hunger. So, like walking in this clubhouse and seeing all these guys and the way that they interact, are you going? Does it remind you of a certain year? I'm not saying like, hey, oh, it's 08 and they're going to win the title right. because that. Right. No, but is there a vibe that you get from these guys? Yes. And last year, um, it wasn't quite there. Mm-hmm. And when I say what's quite there, it was like us. In 05, you know, we were on the brink and we got knocked out, I think, like the last week of the season, somewhere around there, um, last series. 06, the well, same way we're kind of chugging along, chugging along, and we look up, we're in the playoffs, and it's like, oh, shoot. And we keep winning, keep winning. We get knocked out maybe the last five games of the season. But that hunger has started to settle yeah. in. 
the Braves finally lost. Oh, my goodness. You mean someone else can win this division? And it was just like, bro, this is this is yeah. our time. And I think although they, you know, fell apart last year, when you see Reese, they you see the Huge. moves that Clintac makes. Like Huge. when you when you seeing catch play, you see that hunger. He's been to the playoffs and knocked out. That's not a good feeling. Same with Bryce. That's not a good feeling. JT down in Miami. You know, like it's almost something in his body language that's longing for a big market and a chance to win. He has that. These guys seem hungry from the beginning. And that's what, you know, without having a veterans and guys that have, you know, tasted defeat, that hunger isn't there because you're still trying to prove yeah. that you that you belong here. No doubt. You know, but now you have guys that or MVPs, they know they belong here. It's not about belonging <laughs> here anymore. It's about winning. And then that hunger, you know, perpetuates down through the clubhouse. And to have the young guys jump into that so early into it and have fun. You see they're poking at each other, they're celebrating birthdays, things we used to do, just clowning in, 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 in the dugout. You see that come along early, that's a great nucleus. Now, it all will be played out over 162 games, but it's one hell of a way to start. And it's crazy to think, like, the Braves were the ones that finally, mm-hmm. finally had to, you know, lose. It, at the same time, it was them losing, but you guys winning, you know, to take that over. Now, they're chasing the Braves again. Because yep. I still feel like it, it is their division because they, they yep. won it. Yep. And they've so won for so good. many years. And the Nationals yep. are so damn good. It's yep. like what what everyone did this offseason in the East, maybe minus the Marlins. But, we're, I mean, that's fine. Right. What they're Rebuilt. Doing, uh Everyone got better. Yeah. Everyone answered everyone. Mm-hmm. Now, so where does the difference come? Like, where where does it – it's in between the lines. Yep. And so living up to those expectations, do you have you talked to any of the guys about it? Like, just like, what's no, it like, Jimmy? Coming to spring training, I thought I was going to need to because I, I saw the clubhouse at the end of the year. Yeah. This is a completely different <laughs> clubhouse. You know, and everybody has heard the story about Santana. You know what? I wanted to do it myself. You know what it was, 635, 30 minutes for the game, music is off, all the jokes and fun, all that stuff, it's, it's done. Yep. It's done. And that wasn't happening last year, and I was like, wow. But that was that inexperience. You know, you got a whole bunch of, you know, 22, 23, 24-year-olds never have been there before. And how can you blame them? It has worked so far this year. Everything they've done has worked so far this year. So why change? It's just different. Just because it's different doesn't mean it doesn't work. So I'm just sitting back and observing it. But part of me, you know, I, you know, I, I'm all about funny games. I'm smiling. Oh, no, really? But, <laughs> Come on. But you know that that 30 minute oh, time yeah. is now is, is, is time to go. Yeah. I'm putting on my cleats. You know, music is off. I'm thinking about who I'm facing. What do we have to do? What What am I going to be called to do? And just trying to run all those scenarios through my head. And that didn't happen at the end of last year. But that was just inexperience. I don't. That I don't. I'm not finger. Pointing, I'm not blaming. That's inexperience. I've been there, you know, because the situation's so big that oh my goodness, I'm still trying to prove I belong here and I'm trying to win. Well, at that point, I just need to prove I belong here, and if we win along the way, it's great. But at some point, it switches, and they brought in guys that, like I said, they've been there and they've tasted defeat. That's sw- that switch has already happened for them, and now you see it happening with the young guys. I, I think it was the best thing that could have happened. It sounds so bad, mm-hmm. but you have to learn. Yep. Like yep. You have to learn how to win. You have to learn how to get through those times, not only as players, as coaching, as, the, as coaches, as mm-hmm. coaching staffs, as, as a manager, as the front office. Um, I think everyone answered the bell. Yep. I mean, that, that, that's a fact. And to see, you know, the lessons, they're painful. 
but they're lessons. Yep. And and not every time we're going to go through life and go, oh man, it, you know, we have the answer right here. You have to learn from it. Yeah. Right? How many times does that happen? Even even the greats, you know, that overnight success that took twenty years to happen. Come on now. You fall on your face a number of times. You're going you're gonna to jump off that cliff and you're going to get bruises and scrapes. And by the time you hit the bottom, that parachute opens up. It's like I figured <laughs> it out. I, 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 I leapt, I, I, or should I say I leaped out on faith, and I didn't hit the rocks. But guess what? I still had that cord. When I pulled that cord, it was all beautiful. No doubt. And we, like I said, we had to go through it. They went through it last year. They made the adjustments. Clintac did a great job. John Middleton did a great job going to get the guys that actually fit this city. You know, and, and, and you know it isn't about talent. When you're at this level, everybody has talent. You have to find the right personalities to fit this team and, more importantly, to fit that city. And they have some bangers. You got to play with Bryce. You know a lot more about his personality than I do. Playing against him, I couldn't stand him. Mm-hmm. But now he's in his clubhouse. It's like, wow, this – this dude is all right. Okay, Bryce. All right, dude. All right. You know, it, it's changed me. Dude. Yes. It, it's changed my, my appearance of him. But he was 19, mm-hmm. Mr. All World. Of course, you're going to feel some certain type of way. Oh, you're going to have to pay your respect. You're going to put in your stripes. He's done that. And now he's over here. And I couldn't be happier. He chose here. He chose here. That's, that's my, yep. I don't know yep. for you, but for me, he chose here. Yep. It was something he liked about it. And Maybe it's the ballpark. You think? Mm. And, and he's he's experienced maybe a little bit of it in 12, yeah. 11. You know, just the fact that he wasn't there in 11, but in 12, there was an energy at the park. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's going to experience it, I think, from day one. All over again. That you got so much of. And the fans – look, I go back to 06. As a road player with Bonds, right, and, and the Giants coming into town, <sighs> that's how I fell in love with Philadelphia. Mm-hmm is the hatred towards him, mm-hmm. but how he responded to it, but just everyone's respect afterwards, I feel like, yep. right? Yep. I mean, there was something that, about the, the, the three-game series that we played in Philadelphia. He hit the ball off Lieber off the, off the, the McDonald's third, sign. third deck going up still. And, and all of us are going, but the fans, the fans were so into it. Yes. All, all day. Every and then, night. And, and so for me, I'm going, I cannot wait for this. I cannot wait for Bryce to, to experience going home, mm-hmm. going home. And having the fans all over him in a great way, and mm-hmm. and, and, and have his back. So, uh, no, the Bryce signing is awesome. Yes. And and for for you. So, last question, real quick. Opening day. Yep. What do you miss about it? Now I'm on this side. Yep. I, I I couldn't stand it. Other than it, let's start the game. You know, all <laughs> the, the pageantry. Like, yeah, all the pageantry. First of all, it's cold as hell out there. Uh, but all the pageantry, going out to center field, coming through the crowd, and all I want to do is get ready for the game. And now that I'm on this side and I look back at it, it was actually pretty cool. Because mm-hmm. if they weren't doing anything special, I'd have been like, they really don't care about us. Yep. Um, but they'll experience coming through Ashburn Alley, walking down the stands, you know, fans lined up, the red carpet treatment all the way to the infield and feeling that energy. And this time it's not energy of opening day. This isn't another season getting this underway. This is the energy of we're here. Mm-hmm. We're here. Mm-hmm. We believe in you guys. You know what the job is. Last year was towing the water. Now we're jumped in. Now, hey, we're, 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 we're all in. the way in. Yep. Cannonball! No, and, and, and like, with, no, with no life jackets, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and they'll figure that out. You see, silly. They'll figure, and look, there are no life jackets there. You sink or swim. Mm-hmm. 
And these people are with it, and they're in that boat. They're, they're going to be in that boat. So, like I said, live up to those expectations. Not the false ones out there, but the ones that you have of yourself. We're supposed to be good. We're going to be good. We believe we're good. Now it takes 162 games to show how good you really are. Jimmy, you're the man. I would appreciate you being the first interview on yeah, the baby. ball deck coming, coming down. down. Yes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.